Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Why are you so into Pinot? <laughs> I mean, it's like a thing with you. <laughs> In that case, I challenge you to a battle of wits. For the princess? To the death, I accept. Good. Then pour the wine. Are you okay? I don't know how to answer that. You sound... More wine? This is Wine School Dropout, and you might have guessed that today we're going to do a little bit of AB Club. That's right. We're going to talk about wine and pop culture. From TV and streaming to music and movies, wine actually plays a big role in pop culture around the world. We're going to figure out how that role affects how you perceive wine and what you end up buying. Let's start with the visual, shall we? From classic sitcoms like Friends and 30 Rock to films like The Princess Bride and Ratatouille, there's something about putting a glass of wine in a character's hand that adds depth to a story. Wine is classy, as shown by wealthy and elite characters like Frasier or Olivia Pope on Scandal. Even though it's seen as a mundane and inexpensive drink in Europe, American pop culture makes wine a drink for the rich. Remember our episode on wine pricing? Well, a lot of that wine is fancy mindset comes from television tropes like this. Wine equals status symbol. And so your average middle to upper middle class TV character will almost always know their way around wine. And it doesn't stop there. Specific wines get distinct connotations like red wine is often used for evil characters because of its blood red color. Chianti, for example, is the favorite wine of many TV and movie villains because it's a modest table wine showing that the character isn't as sophisticated as they claim to be. A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. White wine is shown on television as being a more feminine drink, and the lighter the drink, the more feminine it gets. Suburban moms on American TV love white wine, champagne, and rosé, for example. Oh, you need more Chardonnay and better Chardonnay. But what does that mean for you, wine school dropout? Why should it matter that Anthony Hopkins drinks Chianti in a movie? Well, for one thing, pop culture drives sales because of the publicity it can create for a particular beverage, making it more popular than another. Pinot Noir, for example, had its moment in 2004 when the film Sideways made Paul Giamatti's character's obsession with Pinot Noir wine a central plot point in the film. 
You was wine cellar saw a huge increase in Pinot Noir sales, even over a decade later, with growers reporting a 170% increase since the movie came out. This was to the detriment of Merlot, which saw a decrease in sales thanks to the famous Giamatti line, if anybody orders Merlot, I'm leaving. Wine product placements are everywhere in film, so much so that you could even set yourself up with a movie wine tasting of the greatest hits. A glass of Bollinger as seen in James Bond's Goldfinger, or some Vue Clicquot from Casablanca. Sangiovese for The Godfather, Chianti for Silence of the Lambs, Chardonnay for Annie Hall's famous balcony scene, and so on. Some famous scenes even led to the creation of separate wine brands, like the Bottle of Wits, a California Cabernet released to commemorate the 25th anniversary of the Princess Bride for its famous Bottle of Wits scene. Or this. A more recent ode to Pinot Noir can be found in Netflix's Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Titus Burgess's character, Titus, performed a song called Pinot Noir, a playful song about wine and the male anatomy. The actor then launched his own Pinot Noir wine called Pinot by Titus Burgess. And he's not the only one. William Shatner, that's right, William Shatner of Star Trek is also a wine-obsessed actor, launching his own YouTube channel dedicated to wine tastings, Brown Bag Wine Tasting, where he tastes mystery wine with special guests. Wine's pop culture presence does more than drive sales, though. It plays a role in how we see wine and wine drinkers. Picture this, a sophisticated older woman lounging in her nice-looking house. She's on her couch, drinking a glass of wine, Jazz or soft ambient music is playing in the background. Where have you seen that before? I bet you can come up with at least one TV show, Netflix series, or movie with a scene like that. Jessica Pearson from Suits comes to mind. Annalise Keating from How to Get Away with Murder. Or my favorite, Olivia Pope in Scandal. Interestingly, wine and pop culture is portrayed as something of a character builder for women. Women on TV drinking wine are often driven businesswomen. They're girl bosses that work hard and play hard. And of course, this wine is always served in generous, oversized glasses to emphasize just how much they need a drink after a long day at work. Kerry Washington's Olivia Pope is so well known for drinking red wine after work that her fishbowl wine glasses with long stems became an instant hit with the show's fans causing an increase in the sales of the glass. Because who wouldn't want to drink wine like a political crisis manager played by Kerry Washington? Personally, I don't mind this trope so much. You deserve it, girl. Now that we've gone over TV and movies, let's get into the good stuff. Music. Specifically, hip-hop. Let me tell you a little something about hip-hop and wine. They are unlikely friends, especially if you think about that wealth and social elite thing associated with the beverage. Rappers aren't going to country clubs or sipping vintages like characters on TV, but a lot of rappers come from poor, underprivileged backgrounds, and their lyrics have a lot to do with becoming wealthy and moving up in the world. 
living their lives like it's golden, you know? For that reason, you'll find that from its earliest days in the 80s all the way to the 2010s, hip-hop has one love that has never given up. Wine. That's right, all the hip-hop greats have talked about wine in one form or another, from Grandmaster Flash to KRS-One to Nas and T.I. So what's hip-hop's favorite wine? The king of wines, of course, champagne. In the last decade, it was mentioned over 700 times in hip-hop charted music. And it was largely thanks to one man, Branson Belchie, hip-hop's unofficial sommelier. He's the man who turned Biggie onto champagne. Belchie is credited in over 50 songs by the likes of LL Cool J, Redman, and Notorious B.I.G., he introduced Cristal, Dom Perignon, and other high-end alcohols to the hip-hop stars of yesteryear and had a huge influence in building the wine and hip-hop relationship. The biggest moments in hip-hop's history with wine happened in the early 2000s, when Busta Rhymes came out with Past the Cavassier, which led to a 30% increase in sales of the drink, waking up the industry to hip-hop's money-making potential. Cut to endorsement deals and more lyric name-dropping by artists associated with brands. Rick Ross, Bel Air Sparkling Wine, Jay-Z of Ace of Spades Champagne, and John Legend, which is LVE, French Sparkling Rosé, Red and White Wines. Of course, it hasn't always been a good relationship. After decades of name dropping, for free, by artists in the hip-hop world, in 2006, Cristal, a $300 a bottle super luxury champagne, came under fire by the community when the Champagne House's managing director, Frédéric Rosalt, told The Economist that rap's obsession with the drink brought unwelcome attention to the brand. Jay-Z called for a boycott and subsequently launched his own champagne brand, Armand de Brignac, citing it in a video, Show Me What You Got. But in the end, the message of living the high life has evolved as rappers have moved from writing about wine and spirits to making them. Today's hip-hop references to wine are mostly for rapper-owned brands like Nicki Minaj with Mixed Fusion Moscato yeah! and CeeLo Green with Tycoon Premium Sake. What? Lil Jon started his own winery featuring several selections including Merlot, Chardonnay, and dessert wines. Okay! So there you have it, Wine School Dropouts. Wine has been portrayed in pop culture as many things from high society beverage to power move drink to hip-hop fuel. So the next time you sit down to have a glass, pay a little closer attention to the way the media has influenced how you drink wine. For those of you that didn't take notes this episode, here are your Wine School Dropout Cliffs Notes. 1. Wine is fancy in TV and movies. 2. Women drinking wine equals power move in pop culture. 3. Wine and hip-hop are the perfect combination. This episode was produced by Studio Ochenta, hosted by me, Tanisha Townsend. Our executive producer is Lori Martinez. Music by Gabrielle Damaso and Makai Beats. Art by Tiffany DeLune. Follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at WSDropoutPod. And for more shows from the rest of the team at Studio Ochenta, check out at Ochenta Podcast. Until next time, sit back, relax, and have a glass. Please drink responsibly. Hold up. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 